you cannot mess with the basketball gods. I deeply believe in them. And our huddles were a joke tonight. Um, our communication was ridiculous. No one owned anything tonight. And, you know, that was what the fr most frustrating part about it is that's a game that we had, we had in our grips. But we got to go through this together. Um, you got to go through some adversity, you know. And unfortunately for us, the three times we've been hit with adversity, we've handled it like crap. Welcome to a post-game edition of Locked on Grizzlies for this Thursday. My name is Peter Edmiston, and you just heard from a very angry David Fisdale who uh, minced no words after what he termed uh, a an unacceptable loss and a loss that was, well, I mean, I think you watched it as I did, a loss that was eminently preventable had the Grizzlies just executed even a tiny bit better. Just, just if, if they had executed a tiny bit better down the stretch, which would have made it, you know, merely horrible instead of catastrophic, they still probably would have won the game. But it was an absolute disaster at the end of the game, uh, primarily from one guy, Mario Chalmers, who um, will take the brunt of the punishment and has admitted already uh, you'll hear from him uh, later on in the in in the podcast, but he's admitted that it's his fault, and uh, David Fisdale will say that it's his fault, and he's said it on Twitter. Uh, he's he's taken responsibility for it, and that's that's good because <laughs> he needs to. Um, in the in this case, it's very hard to point the finger anywhere else, and uh, he did not have a good game, you know. Full stop, really. But particularly when you factor in the last minute, it was it was a tough night at the office for a guy who needed to have a big game because the Grizzlies were without Mike Conley. In this one, uh, Mike was ruled out uh, due to the uh, Achilles soreness that we discussed yesterday on the pod. It has flared up again, and um, he was prescribed a little bit of rest. That's really the the biggest thing you can do for it. There's just not much else that, that you can do, particularly in the short term uh, for an inflamed Achilles other than, than rest. And considering the Grizzlies were about to head out for a uh, road trip out to, to Los Angeles uh, over the weekend, you know, giving him this game off would allow for about four days of uninterrupted rest and rehab time before the game against the Clippers on Saturday. So, you know, would that would that be the 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 best medicine? Yeah, probably so in this case. So it made sense that he wasn't going to play. Marcus All did play through a, a resprained left ankle. It was the the ankle that was that was affecting him after Eurobasket, and he resprained it uh, yesterday or day before, I guess, and uh, played through it. it. Was he was not one hundred percent, but he played through it, and, and the Grizzlies needed him because they didn't have a lot going on offensively apart from one guy yeah Tyreek Evans who came in off the bench and was absolutely uh just hooping just making shots just doing stuff it wasn't really you know bringing the team involved but you know in, the, in a case like this you know the Grizzlies were really missing out on guys that could just get buckets just go out there and score and Tyreek absolutely could do that with a spectacular performance off the bench. Uh, he certainly, certainly 
was the catalyst for so many good things. 32 points for Tyreek off the bench, uh, 13 of 20 from the field. That's 65%, and that's pretty darn good. Four of six from behind the three-point line, also pretty darn good. Five turnovers, not so good, but you'll take that considering how ball-dominant he was in what he had to do out there. Uh, But he was part of a productive bench group. Chandler Parsons, who did not uh, shoot the ball well, just 0-4, and the shot kind of looked flat. It was kind of a return to form, uh, unfortunately, from Chandler Parsons' perspective. But he had six assists. He played uh, pretty good defensively, and he was a team-high plus 17. Dylan Brooks played a a career-high uh, 37 and a half minutes in this one did miss what could have been a game winning three at the end, got a good look, but, um, showed moxie. And I think, uh, you know, he was partly to blame for one of the defensive issues that was really, really tough for the Grizzlies at the end of this one, they messed up a switch, um, on a Orlando play that led to Aaron Gordon, Aaron Gordon getting a wide open, uh, corner three, which he hit, and ultimately that ended up, you know, giving the Magic the uh, the, the the win. That was the game winning shot, and it was just a blown coverage, a blown switch by the Grizzlies, and that's you know that's to be expected. But you, when you really see it punished as harshly as it was, that was uh, something else. Now it's kind of interesting, I guess, that in the way that this this game played out, the bench once again was dominant. Um, as you would expect. I mean, the, the starters being hampered right now by uh, just the personnel. You know, Mario Chalmers had to start, and he struggled, as I said, throughout the game, but particularly at the end of the game. Andrew Harrison continues to be a serious problem for the Grizzlies in the starting lineup. He was a minus 18 in his 20 minutes of time, which sounds bad, and it is bad, particularly in a two-point game. But it's eclipsed even by Jarrell Martin, who was a minus 23 in his 19 minutes of play, taking just two shots and offering very little in the way of defense. So when you have starters that are kind of in that mold, then it is real hard for the bench guys to come in and do much of anything. They have to immediately dig out of a hole that is uh, that has started, and I asked David Fisdale about the 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 starting group and about you know what what, what he was going to do about it, and he said, well, you know, the lineup stinks, but I want to keep my bench guys together, so that's the way it has to be, and that was indeed the way that it had to be for for the Grizzlies in this ball game. If you're going to keep those bench guys together, even especially with with you know Mike Conley out, then that means if you're going to bring Tyreek off the bench, then you have to start. Harrison alongside Chalmers, there's really no other personnel choice there, but that makes for some rough, rough, rough times defensively. It makes for some rough times um, offensively too. And uh, the Grizzlies allowed the Magic to shoot 51%, and this game would have been much different and much worse for the Grizzlies had the Magic not turned the ball over 24 times in this game, and yet the Grizzlies could not take advantage of those turnovers. Uh, It's one of those things that you'll hear from uh, coming up next uh, when uh, I'll play for you the post-game interview from David Fisdale. As promised, David Fisdale after the game was uh, in rare form, and I'm going to pretty much just present this to you with minimal 
edits. I'll edit a couple of questions out for, you know, clarity and just to, to, to kind of make it a little bit easier. But but this this will be pretty much uh, the press conference as it as it took place. And uh, you will you know, rarely find a coach who's willing to express candor like this uh, after a game like that. And I guess I should set up the situation for those that didn't see it. I, I, I suspect most of you did. But at the end of the game, you know, Mario Chalmers had two, two turnovers and uh, in addition to a bad play. But, you know, the first turnover, he drives to the basket trying to kick out and just, uh, I mean, I don't know what to tell you, throws the ball to, to no one in particular. Um, then based on a bizarre turn of events for the Magic and Terrence Ross just falling down and gifting the ball to Mario Chalmers, he drives down and instead of um, just going for a layup, I mean, he's he's got basically an open court, open basket. Instead of really driving hard and running fast and finishing that layup, he slows down to allow Nikola Vucevic to, to get into the play presumably to try to get the and one, but really he just avoids getting fouled as, as Vucevic does a nice job of you know, moving his body around and uh, avoids, it really was not a foul. And, and meanwhile, Chalmers just misses the layup as a result of that and um, did, not, uh, did not work especially well. Then uh, after... I mean that was that was the one where Fisdale went nuts as the Magic went down on the other end and turned the ball over themselves in in that stretch after that turnover the Grizzlies getting the ball back Fisdale is lighting into Mario Chalmers on the sidelines I mean lighting into him you're talking about getting really animated on those sidelines after Mario Chalmers and the the two guys, it looked like you know they were gonna have to be restrained. Uh, there was a situation where it appeared Jermichael Green was trying to get involved and was was yelling something at Mario Chalmers and Tyreek Evans seemed to kind of try to get between and and to, to slow down this this thing. But it was it was bad. It was bad. Then the Grizzlies go down get uh, another steal because for some reason the Magic just continued to give them the ball down the stretch and give them opportunities. This time Dylan Brooks had a wide open three, and I do mean a wide open three that missed, was rebounded by the Magic, and considering the score of the game was you know, 100 to 99, with you know at that point three seconds left by the time that the rebound comes down, you would think that you'd need to foul, but for some reason Mario Chalmers goes for the steal instead of the foul and wastes two seconds. So by the time the foul is committed, there's 0.9 seconds left, and there's not enough time to, to take advantage of it, even though he missed the second free throw. There's your ball game right there. So that's the end of it. That's the, the relevant portion of the end. And I got to tell you, you know, David Fisdale was really upset, and I have not heard him uh, quite so upset um, in terms of, and then seen him quite so upset on the sidelines, and I haven't really heard him you be this direct, uh, you know, he's not afraid to criticize, but this is a, this is an unusually direct press conference. So uh, now here is, as promised, David Fisdale after the game. You cannot mess with the basketball gods. I deeply believe in them. And our huddles were a joke tonight. 
Um, our communication was ridiculous. No one owned anything tonight. And, you know, that was what the fr most frustrating part about it is that's a game that we had, we had in our grips. But we got to go through this together. Um, you got to go through some adversity, you know. And unfortunately for us, the three times we've been hit with adversity, we've handled it like crap. And so at least I have something I can address and attack and teach and coach. Um, you know, with all of that being said, I thought Mark tonight, um, just from a leadership standpoint, keeping us in the moment, keeping our huddles, you know, as good as they can possibly be under the circumstances, uh, he was phenomenal tonight uh, from that standpoint. But we just had too much chaos uh, going on within our interactions. Fizz, was that uh, the, the, the root of what went on there between, uh, it looked like you and Mario got into it a little bit? And Mario well, Mario and made a ridiculous play. I don't need to really go too deep into that. And he heard it from me, and he understands that. Um, in the heat of the moment, he couldn't own it. And that's exactly what I meant. Like, 25,000 people was in here and saw that that was the most ridiculous play of the whole game. But because of his brain was gone, he couldn't just own it that it was a bonehead play. And that's, those were the, that was all night, though. That was everything. Anytime there was an issue or problem, we couldn't solve the problem sound and, you know, precise and let's move on. It was always, well, uh, my fault. And this guy. It was a mess. So, obviously, connection and communication is something that I stress a lot with these guys. Um, like I said, we got a lot of new faces combining with some old faces that we're trying to, uh, to blend. We're also, um, you know, trying to acclimate guys to winning culture and how, teaching them how to understand when adversity hits, how you're supposed to respond to that. And so some of these guys haven't been through that uh, yet uh, from the standpoint of the accountability and what's, it, what's expected. So, you know, that's part of the growing pains. In spite of the record, have you seen roots of this in the previous games, or did it come to well, a head just, tonight? Or it is this, is it came more to head once the game started counting. And, you know, like I said, the... The three situations where we've actually gotten hit, we didn't respond very well, um, you know, when it was real adversity. So, like I said, that's something that I feel very comfortable with addressing and teaching and working on and, you know, highlighting those moments on the film, highlighting them when we reach them in the game again so that we understand how to uh, deal with those moments. But, you know, right now it's cost us a, a few games uh, because we just don't uh, – we don't handle those situations right right now beyond X's and O's and everything else. Coach, you talked about all the way leading up to the season about how well Tyreek has looked. And, you know, he's done it all year for you. But when you needed it tonight, he really, really played well. He's a player, man. And I think he likes it when the lights are on. Um, obviously, I, I feel very comfortable with putting the ball in his hands and letting him go make plays for us. Um, you know, he and I have spent a lot of time together talking about the responsibilities that come with that. But, you know, the, the part that I'm actually most happy with is the fact that he's really taken pride defensively while doing this. So, um, you know, no one's ever looked at him as a guy that's a deep defender or anything like that. But, you know, f since he's been here, he's really taken it to heart to be a good, solid defender for us. Coach, um, Orlando shoots the ball pretty well. How were, what were your thoughts on the Grizzlies' defense tonight, on your team's defense? We were solid until we just, we just had so many mental breakdowns, especially late. I mean, they were running a play that we, they ran all game. And uh, for whatever reason, we couldn't get the switch organized um, on the play like we had done all game. And 
uh, it really cost us on the play where Gordon hit the corner three. Um, and then, like I said, we had so many other opportunities that we just messed around with uh, that could have put us over the hump. But you cannot, you can't mess with the game like that. Just can't do it. Fizz, it looked like uh, they turned the ball over a ton, 24 turnovers, but you guys only scored nine points off of those turnovers. They get 30 off of your 15. How do you explain a discrepancy like that? I don't know. You might have to answer that one for me, Peter. I can't. The numbers are just too extraordinary. Um, but, again, you look at our fast breaks, how we executed. We threw a lob into the backboard with the game on the line. We slowed down to let the slowest guy on the court catch up to us to try to draw a foul to lay it up. I mean, the things that we were doing was like, you don't deserve to win a game when you do that stuff. I'm sorry. And so, you know, obviously I'm going to show it. They're going to have to go through the pain of watching it again because I'm obviously going to have to watch it a couple more times. So if I got to suffer, they got to suffer. And uh, we'll get better, you know. But this is this is part of the league. This is the growing pains of the league. And, uh, you know, Oh, Ron Rothstein says, never as bad as you think and never as good as you think. So, you know, I'm going to keep them level and humble, and we just got to keep grinding and, and, you know, get back to uh, winning. So he says that they did not deserve to win the game, and, and to be fair, they probably didn't. He also called out Mario Chalmers for being um, unable to take responsibility. So how did Mario Chalmers handle uh, what was a man? I, I, that was pretty rough in terms of going after a guy, uh, and he, he did have a horrendous set of plays. So, if you're ever going to go after a guy, this is uh, probably one that you would. But it's still pretty unprecedented. Uh, in spite of that, uh, Mario Chalmers he stood up and was very forthright. Uh, he may not have necessarily, in Fizdale's mind taking ownership during the game, but afterwards, he certainly did. You know, I should have just went in for a layup, not worry about trying to get fouled for even catch up to me. Um, the bonehead play. Mario, it looked like you guys were really getting into it, you and, and Coach Fisdale, and then he had said afterwards that you know, he felt like you know he needed to take ownership of that situation. Is there an issue there? Yeah, no issue at all. Uh, he's 100% right. Take ownership for the last, what, two plays, a turnover, a missed layup, a missed three. Um, you know, that's on me. Um, you know, I feel in for Mike. I got to be the person, you know, take control like Mike takes control and uh, run the team. I didn't do that tonight. Um, really didn't play together as a team. So, um, you know, anytime that, that happens like that, you know, you're bound to lose. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a big road trip for us. You know, it's going to show our true colors. Um, you know, either we're going to be together or we're not. And, you know, as a team, for the goals that we have set in mind, we got to be together. And this is the perfect opportunity to start. Did you think you got fouled on that play? Uh, I have to go back and look at it, but I shouldn't even been worried about the foul. You know, that's all on me. Um, I feel like I lost the game for us. It's interesting because this team seems to display some of the characteristics of a team that's much worse than five and three. You would think five and three. Um, that's pretty good, all things considered. Uh, not, you know, ideal that you've lost the last two games. These are two games that you should have won, but you 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 didn't. Could easily be seven and one. You're five and three. You know, that's still. Better probably than most people uh, would have thought, or at least as good as most people would have thought uh, with the schedule. And you'd think you'd be pretty pretty happy with that. And yet this team is not. This team does not really come across as a settled group and a happy group just yet. Um, things are 
a little bit uncertain. Part of that is you know so much individual scoring from Tyreek Evans, who I don't know that necessarily he got his teammates all that involved, nor probably should he have gotten his teammates all that involved, given what they were probably going to be able to to offer him. But that makes for a disjointed kind of game. Uh, you see what happened with Mario Chalmers. You still have two guys in the starting lineup, as I talked about earlier, in Jarrell Martin and uh, Andrew Harrison, who are just brutal. And, uh, you know, Jarrell has had better runs. He didn't tonight. And Andrew Harrison has been bad for a while now, as we talked about. Those guys were going to be cut. Those were the two that were in all likelihood, going to be cut before the season uh, got underway, and they weren't. And you can see why they were on the chopping block based on the performance that that we saw in this one. Um, So it made for a very frustrated group of Grizzlies. And, I mean, it's, um, you know, it's going to, it makes for a road trip that that is um, a little more intriguing now than, uh, maybe even it was before, and it was going to be intriguing. But you know, now you watch not only the games, but you watch uh, the stuff around the games. You watch the behavior of the players. You watch the 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 huddles. You 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 try to see you know if these guys are going to come together as a result of this, or if they're going to continue to have trouble with the communication. There's really no other option. They've got to come together, and they've got to 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 play uh, a little bit more together on this whole thing because otherwise, there's it's not going to go well. The season's not going to not going to go well for these guys. So um, it it is an interesting time, and it's one that I did not necessarily see coming. Uh, we'll have to kind of keep an eye on Mike Conley and see if he's going to be able to go uh, for the game. It's just, it's it's a big it's a big situation, and it's a big road trip and. Yeah, the Grizzlies will not be back in FedEx Forum for uh, two weeks. It'll be two weeks from tonight uh, as the Indiana Pacers will be in town. But in the meantime, Saturday, they'll be uh, in L.A. to take on the Clippers, then stick around, play, take on the Lakers the next night, the old L.A. double dip, then Portland uh, on Tuesday, Portland playing extremely well. Then a bit of a break before uh, you play Houston. I don't know if the Grizzlies are going to... I assume they'll, they'll come back uh, probably after the Portland game. They're not going to stick around uh, out of town for that whole time. So they'll probably come back and practice a little bit before the Houston game next Saturday. Uh, then they go to Milwaukee to wrap up that road trip and to take on a very good Bucks team. So these are all uh, tough teams, except for uh, the Lakers. And the Lakers can at least be pretty frisky uh, at times at home. We've seen before they they come back and take on the uh, before the Grizzlies come back and take on the the Pacers on the fifteenth. So this will be a, a big test. These five games um, in this trip, even if it is broken up by a return home, you're still going to uh, learn a lot about this team. And if they, uh, you know go two and three or something like that and kind of have some squabbles and don't resolve this or maybe still deal with some injury issues, well, then all of a sudden now your beginning of your season, which started so promisingly, will start to drift back down to to earth if you can, you know, get a winning record on this thing and, you know, win a couple of these games and, and, and show your medal, then, well, it's a whole different thing and it gets you right back where you need to be. 
in, in terms of you know the record and everything else. But the biggest thing right now is to see how the chemistry and how this team uh, continues to to come together because that was the issue tonight um, with the Grizzlies as I talked to you and uh, we'll see they're not going to practice um, later on today they're not going to practice on that Thursday this is uh, a little unusual but yeah the, everyone is so beaten up um, and they're probably going to have a pretty vigorous film session as you heard uh, David Fisdell allude to so often that film session is followed by a uh, practice but with guys being banged up I don't know that that's necessarily going to be the best course of action so Fisdell has said that um, not going to practice they'll take a look at that film and probably meet to try to work out some of these communication things because those are the areas where they need to get things resolved. In terms of the starting lineup, uh, it'll all depend on if Mike Conley comes back, but uh, I, I, I stress to you, until uh, you see Ben McLemore, Wayne Selden, um, those guys back in the mix, Andrew Harrison is probably going to continue to start, and that is going to continue to be a drag on that starting group and make for uh, some some difficult nights at the office. So I know that's going to frustrate a lot of you, but that's all I can tell you. That's... Uh, I asked Fizdell about it, and <laughs> that's what he said. So that's the way things go. We'll talk tomorrow. Uh, Unlocked on Grizzlies and get you set for those two L.A. games that will kick off that Grizzly five-game road trip. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for rating. Thanks for making it a part of your day. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. You're Locked on Grizzlies.